Yeah, because I had because I taught because I taunted it. So yeah, that's it. So, it's not fault. It's so know who to blame. That's right. That's right. So this morning I was Bible studying in Matthew, and and I and I was reminded, I was reminded that wherever two or more are gathered, there's the Lord also with us, and wherever two or more are in agreement, He, he also comes in agreement with us. That's right. Okay. And so, and so tonight, before we Bible study, shame on me for not doing this every night until, until, until the evidence and reality catches up with our faith. You know, sometimes we, we state something in faith and then we don't see it happen and we let our faith go. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we don't see it happen or not. We have to have faith that it's happening in the spiritual. It's happening. God is fighting a battle to make that come true. And, and if we let go of the promise, if we let it slip out of our fingers, then we lose it. And so tonight, hey, you two, pay attention to daddy. So grandma has been coughing like crazy for a, like a week already. Maybe uh, like about a month or two. Okay. So, so tonight, we're all going to come together in agreement. Get your heart right. Turn your heart into this right now. We're going to get an agreement of one accord. This whole family is going to get together with one accord, with one accord. There are no limits of distance for Jesus. Jesus is in everything. He holds everything together and all things that are held together are Jesus. So, so, so grandma and grandpa are, are just as near to us as your own hands, as your own nose, as your own face in, in spiritual terms, we are one. We're literally one body. So it'd be like reaching down and touching your own nose. So right now, what I want you to do is because this is the body of Christ, I want you to touch your throat. Put your hand on your throat right now. Everybody put your hand on your throat. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to say throat, throat, I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking to you as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. We are one body. One body. And we're speaking over we're speaking over the physical throat of Gwen, of my mom, of your grandma. Let's, let's speak over mom's lungs, baby. Over mom's lungs. And oh, okay. And on right. chest. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. So we're going to speak over. Put your hand on your chest. We're going to speak over mom's lungs. Okay. Lungs, we command you right now in the name of Jesus Christ to function properly. Amen. Spirit that's causing that cough, that antagonizing spirit that's causing that cough right now, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. You are commanded to leave. You are commanded to get out. You have no authority here. We are no longer under the law of sickness and death. Get out of there. Amen. Leave that place. There is no abode for you there. You're clinging and hanging on. You have no right. We command you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out. Get thee hence from this place. Amen. Amen. Get thee hence from this place. We receive it. Now, Lord God is our witness. Lord God is our witness. Lord, if I, I break every assignment of that wicked thing that is causing that cough on, on mom. I break every assignment. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yes. Lord God, I know I receive it. 
I, I say this in faith. I know that you're going to act upon it. I know that you're acting. I know that you are, you're not going to act. It's already in motion. The answer is already in motion. You knew what we we're going to ask before we asked. And Lord, I ask you for your forgiveness that I haven't done this faithfully already. I'm sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. Forgive our family. Yes. But amaze us. Show us a miracle. Yes. Blow us away, Lord God. Work your supernatural power for the glory of the kingdom. Let it become a testimony. Let it become a testimony for us to share to others in this time when there's people coughing everywhere. Amen. Yes. Amen. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thanks, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Okay. So, oh, sometimes we get caught up in our own stuff. And until I get my head into God's word, and I'm, and I'm just reading God's word for what it is, and the Holy Spirit has an opportunity to whisper to me and say, well, how come you haven't done that? Yes. You know? And, uh, well, shame on me. I, you know, shame on me that I'm so caught up in the world. I'm so caught up in, in running here and running there and taking care of all these things that I have going on that I haven't been taking care of the weightier matters, the more important matters, the spiritual warfare on behalf of my own family. Yes. Amen. 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 Okay. So tonight we're reading uh, Ephesians chapter five. We just said a prayer. Um, I'm just going to add P.S. Lord. <laughs> P.S. Lord. Please bless us as we read your word tonight. Yes. Please open our eyes and our ears. We yield our hearts up to you. Fertile soil. Willing vessels. Fill us, Lord God. Bring us home. Amaze us and nourish us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Be ye therefore followers of God. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Aaron, we're in Ephesians chapter 5. We just started. What verse, baby? Verse 2. Oh. oh, okay, sorry. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Okay. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and hath given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication. Well, let's cover one and two from another translation. As God's favored children, you must, you must endeavor to be like him. You must. It is essential. It is an essential part of being a Christian that you strive every day to be more like him. If you are not striving every day to be more like him, you have become a lukewarm Christian and you're in danger of being spit out. We have to strive to do better. Now, I'm not saying we won't make mistakes. I'm not saying that we won't mess it up because we will. But every time we fall down, we have to get back up. We have to cry out to God. And we have to keep running the race. 
If your knees are skinned up, ignore it. Keep running the race. If you can't catch your breath, push through it. Catch a second wind. We have to run the race. We have to strive. Strive towards the goal. Reach for it. Push. Verse 2. Let love guide your footsteps. Let love guide your footsteps. Following the example of Jesus Christ, who gave himself to God as a sacrifice to take away your sins. He fulfilled he fulfilled the original uh, covenant. The original covenant, re covenant required the death, required a blameless death in order to cover sins. He gave himself to God as a sacrifice to take away your sins, and God was pleased for Christ's love for you, Christ's love for you, was like a sweet perfume to him. Amen. You know, sometimes people talk about that the death of Jesus on the cross was a sweet smelling savor, a sacrifice to God. But I believe therein is the key right there. It was his love. There's there's a certain seasoning that you can add add to, to whatever it is. Even even the high priest, we know that they added seasonings to the meats that they were sacrificing, burning, the burnt sacrifices to God. There were special there were special seasonings that they added, and I believe that that seasoning with with our Lord Jesus Christ was love, that it was it was pure love. Poured out, and God who is love, that love was a sweet aroma, yes. a sweet smell and fragrance. <clears throat> but fornication. Or, or unchastity, or debauchery, and all uncleanness or covetousness. Let it not be once named among you as become saints. Don't let it once become be named among you as it becomes saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking. This is a big one for Christians. We like to say dirty jokes. We like to we like to say foolish things. It's okay to make each other laugh. I believe God enjoys laughter. I know that God laughs himself. I know that for a fact. He smiles. Sometimes he even chuckles. You know, God has a sense of humor beyond a shadow of a doubt. But it's, it's our sense of humor that we use that is a malicious sense of humor or a debauchery sense of humor, a sense of humor that is, that is, that is of the world. That's what we need to purge from ourselves. And we all struggle with that. All of us, myself included. I'm not pointing at anybody. Let it not once be named among you as become saints. Verse four, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting. It says, so another translation says, no dirty stories, no foul talk, no coarse jokes, which are not befitting, which are not befitting, but rather 
giving of thanks. So instead of wasting the words out of your mouth, the, the, the prophecy out of your mouth, the oracles out of your mouth, instead of wasting them on jokes and filthiness and, and, and all types of corruption, we should use those words for the giving of thanks, for the praising of God for the lifting of the kingdom, for the spreading of the gospel. We should cherish every word that comes out of our mouth. We should hold those words, nurture those words, speak each word very carefully. And remember always, like we said, like we covered last night, one day we will stand before Jesus and he has promised us that we will answer for every single wayward word that's come out of our mouths. Can you imagine that? Really meditate on that sometime. Think about that. Think about that. And think about every wayward word that's come out of your mouth. If you are held to judgment before Jesus Christ for those words. If that that doesn't make you curl up inside, nothing will. For this you know. That no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater. Okay? He says a covetous man who is an idolater. So a man who covets is an idolater. Why? Because that thing that he covets, he wants more than he wants his relationship with God. And therefore he has made that thing which he covets his God. That's right. If we covet, we are also idolaters. We fall into that trap. Covetousness is a stepping stone to idolatry. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. Have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let me read that flowing, okay? For of this you may be sure that no one who is unchaste or impure or greedy of gain. And it, and it says in parentheses, for to be greedy of gain is idolatry. Has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So it doesn't say that you'll make it in. You just won't be one of the best or you're going to get it in with everybody wins an award. Everybody wins here. Everybody gets a blue ribbon. That doesn't apply in heaven. That does not apply in heaven. No. Denominational churches want to tell us that everybody's getting in. If you said the magic words, you're automatically in. There's nothing that can make you not get in. That is not true. Read your Bible. That's right. That is absolutely not true. That is not grounded in any truth whatsoever, anywhere to be found in the scriptures. That is somebody's desire in their own heart that it be true. And so they taught it as such. And because it's popular, people like to hear that. It took root. And it's been taught for generations but it is not the gospel it's an awful, it, 
awful dangerous thought. It's incredibly dangerous. Because the thing of it is, is I've got it made. I don't have to do anything. Yep. Why do I have to struggle? Why do I have to strive? I'll get in. You know what? Just the entry level heaven, that's good enough for me. That's what they want. They want a participation trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. I just want the participation trophy. If I get in, I get in. Hey, I'm there. What? Nothing else matters. But, but here's the thing. Right from the beginning, if you do not obey the commandments of Jesus Christ, you will not get in. Let no man deceive you. And, and, and why is that? You can't. Some people like to argue about that and say, well, but 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 the word of God says that if I give myself to Jesus Christ, if I trust in him, if I say I believe in him, that that that's it. Nobody. No man can take me out of his hands. Yes. If you accept Jesus as your Lord and your savior. As your Lord. That's the key right there. Is he your Lord? If you're not obeying his commandments, he's not your Lord. What Lord has serfs has servants that do not obey him? Any Lord that has servants that do not obey him, he puts the servants to death. They're traitors. If we don't obey what Jesus said, if we do not strive to obey the commandments of our Lord, then he isn't our Lord. Then we make ourselves our Lord. Or we make Satan our Lord. And a man can't serve two masters. Somber th stuff. Somber thoughts. But if we think about that, if we meditate on it, it's better that we, that we, it's better that we talk about that every single night. Every night. We drive that into our minds. We need to remember it. Because we need to remember it. We need to do soul searching every day. We need to stir up the fire that's in us to obey, to go deeper, to strive further, to go harder. Would, would, you, would you rather spend this brief time on earth encouraging and exhorting one, one another to run the race, to run the race and to obey our Lord? Or would you rather that one or two of us is in heaven looking down and sees the rest of our family burning like Lazarus asking for a drop of water. That wasn't Lazarus. That was the rich man. Uh, looking down like Lazarus. Lazarus was the one looking down. Oh, okay. All right. I, I don't remember what the rich man's name was. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So would you rather that, right, would you rather be what I meant to say, maybe I, maybe the words fell out wrong, but what I meant to say was, what if you end up being one of the one or two that's up there looking down and sees the rest of our family because we didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We didn't want to offend anybody. So, so we didn't address the subject of striving. Mm. What if, what if, what if it's our, you know, what if it is our family? We're go definitely going to know people there, but think about that. What if it's your dad? What if, what if it's 
your your daughter, your son, your mom, your sister, your brother. That's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to think of. And you know what it should do? It should fill us with an earnest desire to strive, to encourage one another, to leave nobody behind as we run the race. When they fall down, to pick them up, to encourage them, come on, come on. Verse 6, let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of dis disobedience. There you go. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Vain words like, I would, I would say that a vanity would be saying that if you say the magic words, you get into heaven no matter what. That is a vanity. Boy, David Platt's strong on that. Don't let anyone fool you on this point, however plausible his argument is. Don't let him fool you. For because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. The ones who, what? They disobey. And who are they disobeying? They're disobeying the word of God. And the wrath of God will come upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Do not fall into the pit. Do not fall into the trap. Do not become one of them. Rise above. Separate yourselves. For ye were at one point in darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. What is the, another translation of that says the light produces in you quite the opposite of the sins, quite the opposite of what the sins produce in those others. Everything that is wholesome and good and true. The light will produce everything that is wholesome and good and true if you nurture the light. If you don't throw a blanket over the light if you don't put the, the, the candle under the bed. If you don't diminish the light, quell it. Some people like to uh, put a cloak over their light so that they can be popular, so that they can have friends because they want to be part of the circle of a certain group of people. So they throw a blanket over their light or because they want to be accepted, or because they want to be cool. Sometimes we throw a, a blanket over our light by trying to shine ourselves. When we think that we are the light, and we fill ourselves with pride and we lift ourselves up, and that in that lifting ourselves up, in that pride, in that self-shining, we diminish the light of Christ. We cover up the light of Christ with our mirrors and our plastic and our rhinestones, our baubles, our jewels, 
shiny tidbits, things of the world. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. For the verse 9 and 10, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Or it says, let your lives be living proof of the things which please God. Yes. Let your lives be the living proof of the things which please God. And we're going to call it quits right there tonight. Dad, the floor is yours. Okay. Father, we are the reflection of Jesus Christ. Because we are in his life. He said, you are the light of the world. Father, we thank you that you have given us that, Father. That you have given us the privilege of walking with you and being like Christ. We ask you, Lord, to help us to garner in our minds, Father, all of the fruit of the Spirit, Father, that we might walk in truth and walk in love and to let no unclean communication come out of our mouth. Lord, may we truly walk that others might say, Oh, I want to be like that. What makes you so happy? And Lord, we should be happy more than any people in the world, Father. We should walk in that truth. And Lord, we ask you tonight to just lead us. Lead us, Lord, to pray for our family. Lead us, Lord, to lift them up daily and Lord to speak to them as often as we can to show them the light Father we thank you we know God that you are Lord there is no other Jesus is over his church he is he is the head of our lives if not, Lord, we have a problem. And Father, tonight on that basis, I lift up our children to you and our family. I pray God for Sky and Maria, Lord, that you would bless them immensely. Strengthen their lives. I pray your blessings over Gwen. I thank you for healing. We receive that, Lord. We receive it in our heart and our mind. That our faith be strong. Pray for your touch in Jacob and Raiden's life, Father, that you would direct them, Father. Lead them in their walk with you, Father. That they would become mighty warriors in Christ. I pray, Lord, for Tannis, that you would draw him back to you, that you would show him the way. Pray for Aaron and Elise. Ask God your blessings over them. Lord, they too would walk in unison with you. I pray for John. God, grow him. Strengthen him in you. Rid him of, Lord, all of the things that has taken hold of his life. 
we claim victory for him. Pray for Olive tonight. Lord, I ask you to bless her. Just keep her strong. Keep her faithful. For Mel and Catherine and Cecilia, Lord, I ask God your blessings over them. And Father, we thank you for our family. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that you are the only one, Lord, that can draw them to you. You said no man can come to you except you draw him. So, Lord, we're asking that of you. That none of our family be lost. That they would seek your face, Father. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would be with our churches. In this time, Lord, of shutdown. I ask, Lord, your blessings over each one. I thank you for the live stream that we're able to have where we can talk to each other, communicate, Lord, hear the word. Thank you, Lord, for your sweet spirit, Lord, to hover over all of our churches right now. I pray, Lord, for our cities. God, that you would touch the city of San Antonio and all the cities within it, Lord, that you would come against the spirit of poverty spirit of abortion, spirit of witchcraft, and spirit of religiosity, Father, that has taken over this country. And Lord, may we truly come back to you and seek your face. I lift up our leaders to you, Father, that they will lead in righteousness, Lord. They have sold themselves out, so many. And I don't know where they can be redeemed or but you do. But in the meantime, Lord, I say take down every wall, every high place, every spirit of wickedness, Father. All the spiritual forces I come against you in the name of Jesus. I ask your blessings over our president. Guide him in his, in his life, Father, and his walk with you. And do mighty things yet, Lord, for this country. Lord, when this is all over, we will come back immensely, Father. And Lord, I know within my heart that, Lord, these things that have taken place have taken place because of the evil that we've allowed to come in this country. We just ask you, Father, to cleanse our hearts that we might walk with you. Thank you, Father, for caring for us and loving us and blessing our hearts, Father, tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed, family. Good night, family. Good night. Good night.